Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz, and we are diving into spring football. On Tuesday morning, the Mustangs will return to the practice fields after taking a week off for spring break. It was an interesting start to spring, and probably why I haven't talked yet, just because it was a little choppy. You know, the first uh, two practices we only got to watch for 20 minutes. They then went full on that Saturday, and then went the next Tuesday, Thursday, and then have been off for a week. Um, But there definitely have been some things that have stood out through those first five practices. And that's what we'll hit on here a little bit, see if uh, that continues and what else stands out as they kind of hit the ground running going towards that April 14th spring game. Uh, One of the biggest things, obviously, is the new quarterback that will be Preston Stone. Nothing official has been said, Um, not that I necessarily expect it. I don't know that anything really needs to be said. I think it's been pretty well understood that... Preston Stone is the starting quarterback for this football team. I think that's been pretty clear, um, you know, since last season ended. Uh, Obviously, last season ended with him injured and his arm in a sling. He's been out of that since December. Uh, Doesn't show any signs of it. In fact, uh, offensive coordinator Casey Woods made mention of that, that if you didn't know he was injured, Uh, you wouldn't be able to just pick that up by watching him, uh, which I think is definitely a good sign. Um, And he's looked really good. You know, he – and that's not to say that he didn't look good last year. Last year he kind of looked like a guy in his second year of college football that was still going to play behind a returning starter. Uh, This year kind of looks like he's taken that ownership. He's always been a high-energy guy. You know, that was one thing that stood out all last year was – you know, every time he was getting ready to go in with the twos, you know, he had him huddled up. He was jumping up and down. He was doing all the things uh, that you'd kind of expect from a, a starting quarterback. And I think that's always been his mentality. Um, and I think he's just kind of showing it a little better with some of the results uh, this spring. I'll say this, Kevin Jennings has looked really good. Uh, last year, you know, a lot was noted about how much zip uh, his ball came out with. I think he's got the same zip. I think his mechanics look a little better, and he's probably a little more accurate to go along with that. Um, you know, I think there's a lot to be excited about with him. I don't think he's at the point where he's going to push Preston for the starting job. 
Um, I don't know that they necessarily expected him to, but certainly the experience he got coming in for Preston in uh, late first half of that Tulsa game, and then obviously the 90-plus yard touchdown drive uh, to end the first half against Memphis is certainly something he has to build on and is some some pretty good real-world experience he gets to take with him. Uh, but Preston's thrown some really good balls um, in a lot of one-on-one situations and a lot of team drills. The offense has won a lot of those, and a lot of times it's because of where Preston has put the ball uh, where really only his guy's going to get it. Uh, and that's I think that's a really good thing. I think that's something that maybe wasn't always there with Tanner. Uh, certainly had the arm strength. Um, receivers sometimes had to work a little bit to try and get it. Uh, I think Preston maybe work, makes the receiver work less on the final little bit of it. If they run the route and they're there, the ball's going to be there for them. Um, and I'll just take that right into receivers. Man, a healthy Jordan Curley. He's got the speed, but he's got the size uh, up a little bit to go with it. Nothing. I wouldn't say it's as drastic as as the Rasheed transformation from uh, 21 to last year, but you can definitely tell that he's been healthy all offseason, that he's been able to go through the full weight training, workout part of the offseason, and now being a full go in spring is has been really good for him. You know, I mean, he spent most of last season in that red jersey uh, when he was going and then wasn't always going, and um, that's big for them. I don't think anyone expects him to, and I don't think anyone should expect him to one-for-one one make up for uh, the loss of Rasheed and his uh, just ridiculous numbers last season, but I definitely think he can be a leader and can be a go-to guy when they need a go-to guy uh, as part of that receiver core. Um, I've been impressed with Keyshawn Smith. Um, athletic, he's fast, um, and that's just a, a real dangerous combination uh, when those two are out wide together. Ryder Daniels Jr., um, I noted it in my story. You know, He was one of the rumored transfer portal guys last season, wasn't with the team uh, for a week, came back and was just from that point forward was productive. Um, at the end of the season, they obviously used him in the backfield. They just wanted to get the ball in his hands. Um, and I don't think that changes. Uh, what changes a little bit is obviously Jake Bailey and Dylan Goffney are both still recovering, so they are not going through drills right now, which puts Goffney, which excuse me, which puts uh, Junior into that number one slot spot. Um, and he's definitely making the most of it. The other guy making the most of Bailey and Goffney not being able to go right now is true freshman Jackson Lavender, uh, you know, who's just barely removed from high school, would in theory still be in high school. Um, he's kind of got that number two 2B slot spot right now, and he's making plays. Um, he catches the ball. He always seems to be in the right place. Uh, where they want him, he's got some speed to him, some wiggle to him. Um, I don't know once once Jake and Dylan are back, I don't know that Jackson would necessarily leap either one of them on the depth chart, and so I don't know what his playing time will look like, but I definitely think it's a really good sign that he's getting the reps right now, 
and that he's looking really good doing it. Um, and then just some other, I mean, Mucci, you know, will make a nice, you know, just ridiculous catch or two in practice, pretty much every practice. Um, you know, another new face from Ella Brinson is out there. Uh, they've just seemed to got to have a lot of guys there that maybe, and especially with injuries last year, just they got really depleted. And just from a, not just having bodies, but play make playmaking type guys. Um, is really big. Kind of the same thing at running back, you know. Obviously, Tyler Levine, uh, off-season surgery, his leg is in a full, like, ankle, thigh, brace thing. Uh, he's still out there, but obviously not going through any drills. You know, obviously, um, on that first Saturday of spring, Coach Rhett Lashley let us know that Kamar Wheaton is currently uh, suspended from the team for academic reasons. So that's really pushed uh, Jalen Knighton and LJ Johnson to the forefront, um, along with Velton Gardner, who's back. Uh, and, you know, there there is. There's just there's a little something different uh, when Jalen and LJ have the ball in their hands. You know, LJ, for as big and kind of solid as he looks he still has that speed with him his legs are huge uh and Jalen just I mean it's so hard to tell because even in the live drills they're still not really fully live most of the time but he's got a quick change of direction he's got an extra little burst you know he's the guy that I think can break a few runs that this group just didn't have last year. You know, Kamar was often injured. Trey only played four games. I think Velton only played eight games. And, you know, I don't know how many of those eight games he really played in. Um, and Tyler had to carry that load and isn't that type of back. Um, and so it looks like this year there are going to be some options there and, you know, hopefully Kamar gets what he needs to get under control and gets back with the team because that's a that's a scary group of guys uh, that you can line up in your backfield uh, between Kamar, LJ, Jalen, Levine, and Velton. I mean, that's that's some depth and some some talent, especially at the the top end, and then some just kind of grit and determination there with with Levine at the back end. Um, tight ends um rj maryland looks bigger uh just looks like he's taking that next step of his development um you know hopefully nolan matthews harris is healthy and can build on what a lot of people thought he was going to be able to do last year um and just kind of never really uh got going with that that obviously forced uh rj into playing some more which i think will ultimately be beneficial um, especially now that he's maybe closer to the size that he really wants and needs to be uh, for that position on a regular basis. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the last spring practice before the break, we got to talk to the coordinators uh, and got both of them to talk about uh, defensive tackle Elijah Chapman playing some tight end H-back type stuff in some drills. And, you know, I he's not going to play there every down. He's not... It's definitely going to be something that they'll call upon if and when they want to. Uh, but I think it says a lot that, A, he's capable of doing it. He played fullback in high school. Um, 
had over 200 yards rushing. Um, he's big, he's strong, he's compact. You know, uh, Coach Woods, who coaches the tight ends, you know, noted there's not really a tight end in that room that can do what Elijah can do. And then on Simon's uh, end of things, you know, he said, obviously, if it's good for, for Elijah and the team, he's he's good for it. And it also helps, you know, if you're a blitzing safety or a, a corner coming off the edge or a, or a linebacker, you need to know that there are going to be some guys that play like Elijah Chapman plays and that you can't just put your head down and run because you're running into a brick wall. Uh, so I thought that was also a little little interesting perspective on it. Um, you know, the offense was good last year, uh, but it was good because Rasheed just made play after play. You know, I know a lot of people think that a lot of that was forced. Um, a lot of it was kind of out of necessity. Um, and then just the, the biggest question that's not going to be answered for a while is the offensive line. Um, I mean, you've got, uh, Justin Osborne, who's not working right now. Uh, and then of course you've got, uh, Ja'Kai Clark, who is finishing up his degree at Miami and Logan Parr, who's finishing up his degree at Texas, uh, that won't join the team until the spring. Uh, you do have Hyron White on campus. You do have PJ Williams, who did not go the first couple practices, but was participating, I believe, by that Saturday. Um, and, you know, obviously with, with Hyron Wright on one end and, and Marcus Bryant on the other, uh, they've got a couple massive guys uh, at the tackle spots. Um, obviously, you've got Branson Hickman uh, still working at center right now. Uh, you kind of have Cam Irvin, Ben Sparks plugged into those guard spots. Um you know, I like those guys as depth pieces. And again, kind of like some others I talked about, them being able to go through first team reps throughout the entirety of spring, I think is going to help this team down the road. Um, but I think between Osborne, Parr, and Clark, you probably have two, if not three, new interior linemen uh, there when all is said and done. Um, but I think it's probably a more athletic, more talented group uh, than was there a year ago. Uh, obviously, Jalen Thomas is going to be missed in a big way. Uh, just he was so good and he was so versatile. Um, but I think from top to bottom, this group has a chance to be really good uh, top to bottom and then even with some rotational subs, depth pieces to it. Um, unfortunately probably aren't going to get a really good picture of that until the fall when they kind of have the full complement of guys moving forward. That is the offense. Let's take a little break. Some interesting stuff to note on defense when we return. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Again, I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz, and we turn to the defense and what that has looked like through the first few spring practices. And again, it does look like a different group, and obviously... A lot of that has to do with the talent that was brought in. Uh, Jonathan McGill certainly has looked to the part through five practices. Uh, same with Charles Woods. Um, you know, a couple of veteran guys they brought in on the back end. Um, Ahmad Walker uh, at linebacker. Uh, Elijah Roberts and Jordan Miller on the defensive line. Um, you know, w- with that group, there's just and and I don't know the best way to describe it, there's just something there that wasn't there last year. And again, that's not to demean the guys that were here last year or even the guys that are back, but there's just another level of ability that seems to be on the field right now. I mean, Jordan Miller um, is just an issue up front, and it's one of those things where he's just – He's a bigger, more athletic version of Elijah Chapman. And that just gives him the ability to blow things up a little bit better. Um, You know, and Elijah Roberts just has that versatility where it looks like right now they're seeing him as an inside interior guy. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there are times where you see him swung out on the edge uh, as a pass rusher, um, especially with... Uh, some people out right now, um, you know, but you've got Nelson Paul back who, when he was healthy and good to go, he looked really good. You've got, um, Isaiah Smith back after, you know, playing a lot as a true freshman last year and really stepping up. Um, obviously Jalen Samuels is another one of those guys who is suspended, uh, right now during spring, um, but, you know, you, you add Miller and Roberts to the interior to go with uh, Nevere Levelston, to go with Chapman. Uh, you've got Mike Sandho back. You know, there's just that depth there that there wasn't there last year, um, especially when some injuries took over. Um, 
you know, Stefan Wright is a guy that Coach Simons talked about, and they're still kind of trying to figure out where he is health-wise to see if he can go this spring um, or if that's a, a wait-and-see kind of deal some more. I think he was, you know, a game-time decision the last three, four, five weeks of the season and never went, um, and I think his presence was certainly missed. So, And, and that's going to be a theme, um, I think, for this defense is – there is some better talent there, but I think just overall bodies, depth, competition is going to be so big for this. Because I think that in the secondary where you had guys who there was such a drop-off between them and the next guy that they were playing 60, 65 snaps a game. And when you're doing that and you know you're doing that, you are either going to be just out of gas by the end of the game or you're trying to avoid being out of gas by the end of the game and maybe not giving it your all at the beginning of the game. Uh, I mean, no matter what, there's going to be a a give and take there because you just can't do that and you certainly can't do that for 12 games a season. And so I think a lot of that was it's not that player A, B, or C is bad it's more the fact that they were just the only option and they were just out on the field all the time. Well, now you've got rotations of guys and you're able to move them around. You're able to get them in and out. I mean, when you look at the, you know, the corners and the safeties and that just that group of five that you look up and almost every single time they change out, it's either it's a new five or it's, three new guys and the two guys that are still in there are in different spots or, you know, I think that's going to be the biggest thing for this secondary is yes, they brought in some extra talent Uh, and they returned some good talent too. I think the biggest thing is just the depth piece of it. And if you're saying instead of you going 65 plays and another guy spelling you for 15 to get to those 80 plays a game, you're going to go 40. They're going to go 40 and you're going to see a guy who maybe last year wasn't that great because of the load he had to handle all of a sudden be a lot better at 40 snaps per game than he was at 65 snaps per game. Um, And, of course, there are some guys that they're going to need to lean on a little bit more and that I think can handle that uh, maybe a little bit better as well. But... You know, I mean, there's just there's a lot to be excited about with that group. Like I said, McGill definitely looks the part. You're maybe able to play Crossley where he fits better rather than where you need him to play. I think Brian Massey being healthy uh, will be massive. You know, I mean, he picked up that injury early fall practice, early fall camp last year, and I don't think he was ever 100%. And that's just hard for a guy who maybe relies on his speed and athleticism enough to not have that uh, that kind of weighed him down a little bit. But, I mean, you just think about that. You've got some young guys, Ahmad Moses, A.J. Davis, uh, who got a little bit of playing time as true freshman last year, have that to build on, are now here for the spring going through it again. Um, Chris Meganson is going to be interesting to see how they use him. You know, you've got uh, Davis Robinson, who – I think is going to be really, really good that they might not have to force him into a ton of playing time until he's ready because they have other bodies, but can definitely use him. He's definitely athletic enough and talented enough 
that he can be out on the field for him. Um, and the list just kind of goes on and on and on, and that's kind of exciting to see. Um, that list is a lot shorter at linebacker. Um, obviously, Ahmad Walker, you know, there's been all the talk about him earning his starting job and nothing being given to him. I, I don't think it's anything's being given to him. I, I think he's earned it because of his past production and a lack of that kind of experience on this roster. I think he's a, a day one starter for you without question. Um, what's going to be interesting is to see how the other guys kind of rise to the top or don't. Um, I think Jaquandis Burns certainly has the ability to be one of the guys that they rely on at linebacker. He's just got to show that he can handle that. Um, been so impressed with Alex Kilgore. Um, he looks the part. He doesn't look like a little brother that grabbed a, a jersey and a set of pads and ran out onto the field. He looks the part. He's around every play. He's just, if you see where Alex is, you know where the ball is because he's there every single time. Um, when they've gone live, he's shown he is not afraid to get physical and get in there. Um, you know, I mentioned this in one of the the threads at a practice. You know, it, it's just I went from him maybe making the two deep to probably definitely making the two deep to thinking, dang, if, if he keeps taking these steps forward, we might see him come out of fall practice, and, and maybe not fall camp, um, but he's going to start at some point during the season. He's going to win that job. Um, and I just think the more I watch him, the more I truly believe that by the end of this season he'll be a starter. Um, and, yes, he's going to benefit a little bit by that room being uh, smaller and less experienced and everything. You know, if, if Jimmy Phillips and Isaac Slade and, and Shannon Reed are still here, is he in that conversation? I don't know. Um, but they're not, so he most certainly is in that conversation. Um, the other interesting one is uh, Chris Adamora, who is moving from safety down to linebacker. Uh, it's an interesting move. It makes a lot of sense, especially kind of Coach Simon's breaking it down. You know, he was kind of a safety. He's a safety, but last year he was kind of playing safety in a linebacker's body, and maybe rather than trying to get him to change his body too much, you change his position. Um, position changes are hard. I think safety to linebacker is probably a whole lot easier than linebacker to safety. Um, I think it's certainly an easier move. Uh, this was brought up on the board as well. You know, Kiki Burns, who moved from offense to defense, um, you know, he's going to be th dealing with a lot of the same concepts um, and everything. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I think with the depth at safety, I don't think he was going to get on the field much at safety. Uh, this gives him a chance to get on the field. I'm sure that's a nice motivating factor for him as he tries to learn the new position. Um, it'll be interesting to watch that, especially now after the break, from now through the end of spring, then to fall, kind of how comfortable he looks out there. Um, but that's a group that that needs needs some bodies there and needs some bodies that can play there. Uh, you know, that was such a such a strength of the defense last year. I mean, Jimmy was your leading tackler. Uh, I think Isaac was second and Shannon was fourth. And there, you graduated a ton of tackles uh, in those three at that at that position. 
Um, obviously, Ahmad Walker really helps fill uh, some void there, but you've got to get some of these other guys to step up uh, and really give you something. Um, but ultimately, you know, I mean, I think this is a it's a defense that looks just at first glance as a group that looks more capable of being a quality defense. You know, again, just athletic ability, some experience, depth. I think the depth part cannot be overlooked. I think that's such a huge, huge aspect of, well, not only are your starters probably going to be better than the starters were last year, the backups are going to be better. And that means you don't have, I mean, that just, it does so many things from, you know, obviously not having as much of a drop off when the backups do come on the field. It also has some of those backups will probably be guys that started some last year. Um, and if you can get them to push and say, wait, I was a starter last year. I'm not a starter now. I want to be a starter. They're going to push. And I think at times, especially um, when some injuries hit and Massey wasn't a hundred percent, Wakobia was out, you know, after I think he started the first game or two and then he didn't play again. Um, you know, you kind of lost some of that competition. And I think just by human nature, some of the starters then didn't have to go as hard in practice because they knew they were the starter. There wasn't another option. There are going to be a lot of options at a lot of places uh, on this football team, um, especially on the defensive end. And I think that's a, a place where you can really take a step forward. Um, you know, and obviously seeing a ton more tackle-type drills uh, this spring than I remember seeing last spring. Um, and that was obviously an emphasis that Coach Simons talked about even as early as the the Houston shootout, but certainly after the, the Tulane game that there were just things that were unacceptable on the defensive end and that they were going to uh, find players and find ways to uh, not have that happen again. Um, so that's kind of some early defensive stuff. I really hope uh, to be able to go a little more in depth with some of this um, after this next week and the week after when they're kind of we're getting the full practices and kind of the uh, the full full kind of purview of what's going on um, but on the board I asked for you guys to ask some spring football questions um, gonna try to answer some of those now one of them was about the roles of Monte Dawson and Brandon Epton uh, in the running back room uh, at that time the roster had not come out Monte Dawson is no longer with the team uh, Brandon Epton is probably getting some more reps right now uh, than he maybe normally would uh, with Levine and Kamar not there. Um, they will still be buried on the depth chart. I think it was maybe a little disappointing, questionable. Probably will never get a real full answer of it, but those guys, you know, when the running back room got pretty beat up last year you didn't see those guys you saw Roderick Daniels in the running back spot um you know I I don't think they're bad guys I just think there's more talent ahead of them uh and there's only so much you can do uh with that position um another question about play calling and game plan changes as a result of 
Preston taking over and possible offensive line upgrades. Um, I do think so. I think um, I think when talking about Preston, both Lashley and Woods, you know, described his running as being a bigger weapon than uh, Tanner had. Now, of course, it was a a quarterback, you know, keeper on back-to-back plays, the second of which, you know, broke his collarbone and knocked him out for the season. I don't think you can call scared that your quarterback is going to hurt himself. Um, I don't think you want him running wild, um, but I do think that Preston's legs and Kevin, uh, for that matter, does open some things up, give some options to some maybe some read option quarterback draw type of stuff. Um, I do think that uh, maybe opens up the playbook a little bit and maybe adds some wrinkles uh, that you wouldn't that you didn't necessarily see last year. Um, another question on that side was about injuries and yes, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, did injuries and lack of depth significantly hinder how we attacked? Yes, I think 100% without a doubt. Um, and like I mentioned before, uh, I think depth is just such a key for this defense, and they've got it, and they've got quality depth. They're not just throwing guys out there. They're throwing some guys that can play football, and they're really going to give them um, a, a better look uh, on defense. Um, overall difference of this team, speed, size, athleticism, uh, yes, just a hundred percent. Yes. There is just a visual difference that when you walk out on this practice field and you're watching them go through drills, there's just a difference. You know, when you're talking, uh, Jordan Curley and Roderick Daniels and Moochie Dixon and Keyshawn Smith and just their speed, um, uh, again, then at, at running back with LJ and just, his legs, his size, and that he still has that burst. Jalen, who I think is just going to be so fun to watch. Um, I I think you're going to see that. Um, Team chemistry, I think, will take time. I think one thing uh, we kind of noted on the sideline watching, um, I'm not going to remember who it was, so I'm not going to speculate, but it was a receiver and a defensive back after a drill, kind of jawing back and forth. And I think one thing that's interesting is you will hear guys talk about getting to know their new position group guys. And, you know, the guys that play the same position are even in the offense with them. Uh, I think what will be interesting to see is the development of this group, kind of the new offensive and defensive players and how they kind of integrate uh, on that note. Um I kind of answered this early about Preston uh, injury injury last year while he was running. I don't think it will discourage um, what he does or what the coaching staff does. I, I don't. Uh, Preston does not strike me as a guy who plays scared, um, and I think he would say that if he held back because of fear of injury, that'd be playing scared. Um, and I don't think the coaching staff does that. You know, I think they're. They're pretty much, we're going to go all out, and whatever happens, happens. Um, now, as the season goes on, if there are some nicks and bumps here, obviously they will take that into 
consideration. Uh, but I think going into it, um, everything being equal, I don't think it will discourage um, anything that they do. Um, there was, and I, I still have to write this up, um, about the strength and conditioning staff and if they're doing anything different because of the number of injuries uh, that there were last season and if they saw that as, you know, an issue or something that could be corrected. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, I mean, you're not going to get uh, – a coach, especially with a, a strength and conditioning coach who a is as uh, respected as Griswold is, and who is still on the roster, um, you're not going to throw him under the bus. But you know, there really wasn't much um, that they said they would change. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to find my Rhett Lashley quote here. Quick, I thought I had it pulled up. I did not. Um, Um, okay. So the question was about coach Griswold and a year working with him and the staff, if they were doing anything different, uh, Rhett Lashley says, quote, I think on defense, the three levels, and you're starting to see he's really working on just really getting bigger in his lower half. I think just a winter portion for six or seven weeks, he's starting to do that. Um, you know, he mentioned the development of Jordan Curley. Um, come here, he had surgeries, was limited, um, and some things like that. And I think you can can see a difference there. Uh, here we go. I wouldn't say any major changes. Obviously, some years you have more injuries than others, so you try to look, is there a trend, or is this just something that happens and you have guys get hurt? Um he mentioned kind of some upper body stuff, kind of working out their shoulders a little bit more um, and that sort of thing. Um, but there there certainly wasn't, he said there certainly wasn't anything uh, that they felt like they did that contributed to injuries or really any major changes to help uh, prevent them. He said, obviously, if there's something t uh, that can be prevented, uh, if there's something we can make sure that it's preventable, we're doing that but I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. So there you go. Um, he also mentioned you know, there were guys that had in-season and postseason surgeries. All those guys are expected back um, even if they aren't working out through the spring right now. Um, again, hit me up with spring questions. Um, try to get those answered. It's nice to have a focus sometimes. Um, a lot of times there's so much going on out there. You're trying to, to catch it all. Um, but sometimes it's nice to have a little laser focus for one of those or for at least a chunk of one of those from time to time. They are back on campus today, uh, Monday, and they return to practice Tuesday, uh, where they will go until the spring game being held at Highland Park High on April 14th uh, due to the end zone construction. So that is all. One last thing for spring this next week, there will be a discount 
coming up for SMU fans for annual subscriptions on the 24-7 site. Uh, there will be details posted there. I will post it on my Twitter. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, make sure you are up to date and current on your subscription for all things this spring, summer, and the season. Um, podcasts will be coming uh, much more frequently now that there will be a more frequent spring schedule uh, after taking this last week off from practices. So make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, keep checking the message board and the Pony Stampede 24-7 site for updates throughout the spring. Uh, and we will see you next time. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.